This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Inside Story on BFM 89.9. Good evening, you're with Sharmila Ganesan, Lee Chuilin, and Sharad Kutin. Tonight, do you know if you have Riz? This is as the Oxford University Press has named Riz as its word of the year. So today we've got a fun show plan. We're going to be talking about how words evolve and why slang, some slang words catch on. So we want to know, are you up to date with modern slang? And what are some slang words from your time? That number to call, 7733-2900. Tweet us at BFM Radio and send us a voice note. Ooh, slang, slang voice note. Um, <laughs> or WhatsApp at our U-Mobile number, 018 789 This is Inside Story. It is 6.08 and I get to pretend that I knew what Riz meant before yesterday. Well, so, I knew what Riz meant. <laughs> I did I'm very pleased yes, about this. Okay, fine. We're starting the show with brutal honesty. <laughs> so, Riz is uh, word of the year as uh, declared by the Oxford University Press. So, it's going to be included in the Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> and if you, like me, did not know what Riz means, um, it is defined as pertaining to someone's ability to attract another person through style, charm, or attractiveness. Uh, essentially, it seems to be a shortening of the word charis- charisma. So if you take away the ker and the ma, you end up with riz. Um, and it's spelled R-I-Z-Z, because I feel like that might not be clear for people. So Not R-I-Z, which is Riz Ahmed, who certainly does have riz. Has riz. Um, so I think for those of us of the swag era, um, this is quite similar. It, it seems to denote the same sort of thing. Um, crucially, you can use it, uh, it's primarily defined as a noun. In other words, does Sharad have Riz is a sentence you could use. Um, the other way you could use it is as a verb uh, to, to Riz someone up. So let's Riz up Sharad. Um, is, you're sitting opposite me. Hence, yeah, hence I know. The, I you know, know. you could have said Sharad has Riz, but you chose to make it a question. I, I chose to make it more true. Uh, well, you know, I, I could declare, I could de- declare Sharad has no Riz. I don't know about that. Sh- I was just going to say. Riz- I was he isn't t- Rizable. You can, oh, oh, okay. Oh, that's a different thing, isn't that's it? That's not how um, you use the also, word. You are risible. I think we've established this <laughs> in the past. Um, that's a different word. So yeah, I think that's that's the word. Um, I've seen it used. I have not used it myself, but I, I think it's uh, as with a lot of new words. I feel like half the ability for someone to keep up with slang is context clues, don't you think? Whenever a new word kind of hits the the sort of trend meter, the way to keep up with it fundamentally is to examine the sentence and go. I think that's what it means. Yes. Or, or and, what about just you know, admitting that you don't know what it means? Um, so I, for me, it, it's never been in a context where I needed to admit. It's more like I kept seeing it and I'm like, I see. That's what it means. Um, that's how I learned what sus meant. Uh, that's how mm. I learned what mid meant. So these are, yeah, these are the words. So the words, the word was picked from a list of shortlisted ones. And I think it's quite fun to look at what the other fine lists were, right? So um, you might recognize some of them. Swifty was one of the shortlisted ones. Big Age flag was as well. Um, prompt or, you know, but prompt, particularly in the context of AI. Um, situationship is a favorite of mine. Something that I began to see being used more and more, I guess, in the last couple of years and de-influencing. So I think like, I think the reason this becomes quite fascinating is that there is a, 
aging out when it comes to slang words. Um, I find that I'm increasingly one step behind, you know, two days late to find out what Riz is. Um, and I feel like probably in 10 years, I would be one of those people complaining about how you can't understand what young people are saying. But it also makes it quite fun because I love talking about how words originate and how they evolve. You know, I, okay, of the list that you have, that's uh, six, uh, is it five other words? I don't, I know only one and that's prompt. And the others are just, I don't you know, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't be able to guess what a beige flag is, to be honest. But one word that did uh, kind of like really impress itself upon me this year was unlived. To unlive. Right. As a, as a substitute for suicide. That's not a phrase I'd heard, actually. Yeah. Like, no, to unlive? Yeah. Oh, no, OK, I'll check it up to see if I'm not completely no, no, making no. this stuff um, up. But, you know, it, it is one of those things. It, it seems that there's always some other way. And sometimes it's driven by, I don't know, some political thing. You know, you, you want to be sensitive, so you don't say suicide and you say unlive. Um, I want to change the tone back to um, where we initially intended for it to be because I I think if you're struggling with Riz, uh, which again is kind of from charisma, um, talking about somebody's attractiveness, um, I would like to point out that if Riz is a word that you're struggling with, that Australia's Macquarie Dictionary wanted to put Riz as word of the year, but instead it lost out to Cosy Lives, which is <laughs> the Australianism for cost of living, which I will now adopt. The Cosy Lives is on the rise. Oh, that's so peculiarly Australian, yes, though, it is, isn't it? it? Is. Um, of course, we also have local slang words that we could be talking about, and that's what we want to hear from you about. Are you firstly, are you up to date with modern slang? Uh, but also, what are some slang words from your time? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. After this, we'll be joined by Dr. Adelina Asmawi, who is associate professor from the Department of Language and Literacy Education at UM. Uh, so keep it here, BFM eighty nine point nine. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. It is 6.15. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila, Lynn and Sharad. We're talking about words and slang because the word riz has made its way into the Oxford Dictionary. So we are asking you, are you up to date with modern slang? What are some slang words from your time? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now on the line is Dr. Adelina Asmawi, Associate Professor from the Department of Language and Literacy Education at University Malaya. Dr. Adelina, good to have you with us. Hi, thanks for having me, Lynn. Uh, before, well, so actually it's Lynn Sharmila and Sharad. But <laughs> Hi, Lynn. <laughs> Hi. Full set today. So before we dive in, we'd like to know, um, have you heard the word Riz being used in conversation before? Have you used it yourself? I have. I have heard of the word, but I've not used it. And some people use it as Riz, not Riz, like Riz. Mm. That's how they use the word, yeah. That sounds very cool, not the way I was saying it. <laughs> Um, I do want to get into your experience with um, slang and trendy words that have cropped up over the years, though. What's been one that um, maybe you remember using a lot or that stuck with you? Um, what comes to mind are a couple of words, uh, words like uh, binge watching, binge watch, fashionista, uh, carbo loading, yuppie, I think was. Uh, oh, that's one, a good one. One point, yeah. 
but but at, at this point of time i'm i'm very fond of the word slay at this point of time <laughs> I use it a lot with uh, the undergraduates in the university. Uh, my teen daughter also uses this this word a lot. She's uh, in the debating club, and they they created they made this T-shirt with the word "slay" all over the T-shirt, and they slay with words. So it's like slay. That's the font <laughs> of now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so okay, let's. Uh, I mean, uh, to take it a bit uh, on the serious end of things. I mean, you are from a department of language and literacy. Um, I mean, how important are slang words in in terms of the need for academics yourself to record and, and study them? Uh, and does the study of them add knowledge uh, uh, about languages and culture? Uh, so, see, not all the words. Um, firstly, we have to understand not all slang words made it into mainstream and studied, no recorded. So some remain at the periphery um, because of many reasons. But what I could see is um, people usually like coin words, slang words. And these were very cultural specific, like those words in the days, olden days, we have words um, coined, for example, for a specific community in the UK, for example. These were not accessible to those from other countries. Some words from South Africa, perhaps, some words from the US. But we we could see now the trend has changed and culture has permeated through uh, like uh, like countries like all over the world within seconds or within days. That's the biggest difference. And I think uh, an added novelty to how we, we've changed language use and coining slang words or slang new terms, you know, that's that's the new thing that I think that's been added to the knowledge of culture and language. And I think the internet has a lot to do with that, right? Um, how quickly can slang words reach the mainstream space now because of the internet and what usually influences uh, their staying power? I think... Um, um, Previously, we could see like words being coined based on culture and, and as I said just now, cultural salience. Um, uh, they didn't have internet. It's very cultural specific. It's to do with history as well. Like I think each word comes with a, a history. The word, for example, nosedive, with, meaning plane with nose pointing downwards, were probably created after the Wilbur Wright brothers invented the plane. The word which you might be interested in, uh, Lin and Shad, uh, Shad, is the word broadcaster. That was like maybe coined in 1920s, like gluten-free as well, 1920s, because television and radio broadcast started then. So now you could see, in fact, words like 19, the 1950s fast food and UFO, these were, at that time, they were slang words. And then they now have uh, like taken that up to the, the mainstream and they become mainstream words and you don't think twice about these words anymore. So... Similarly, now we have, I think, words which have cropped up because of lifestyle, I think. The words are actually cultural-laden. They are words like situationship, like the youth are talking about being in a situationship, like you're more than friends, but you're, you're less than a couple. So it, it has meaning to them in the current society, in the situation, in the culture itself. And this, like I said, this now uh, permeates across the borders. Uh, easily with with access to the internet, with with connectivity, um, you know, uh, available anywhere else. So that's why it's it's faster, it's it's quicker. And if you're influent, if you're influential, it's easily viraled now compared to previously. Um, words don't get viraled now. We use the word viraled. So that's probably why um, words get popularized fast, and they they get pushed from the periphery into the mainstream easier. 
the words coined right now. Adelina, does is this limited to the kind of words within a particular language? So English is quite global, and therefore we see it spread around the world. Uh, but do things that are go viral in English also permeate uh, language barriers? Get into French or French into English or Russian and uh, Mandarin into English and so on and so forth. Words, yeah, borrowed words are, are common. Like that has been happening years for years. Borrowed words, words we borrow from French, like croissant, because it's very cultural specific. But it's it's permeated. So English words, like right now, have also go like permeated into other languages as well. Uh, it's called borrowed words, or people also code switch because of uh, the increased globalization, increase in, in um, access to different types of languages. People also play with German words now, French words not uncommon previously it's, it's pretty foreign to us but no longer because they do quote german words they our youth also have little little words or, or understanding of some words from outside of the country like we don't have german language like here being used but we have them speaking or like using the term quite quite like friendly like with, with their friends you know it's, it's friendly with their friends so i think i think um language it's, it's just how it is if the culture like I said, it's accessible. The language is accessible because of the internet and accessibility. It's it's not a wonder where you can see different languages being used by different people. It's like code switch, you know? And, you know, uh, another thing that I wanted to touch on, and this is something you mentioned as well, is that not everything makes it. Not not um, all words actually get spread widely, um, or they do, and then after that, they don't last. Uh, why do certain slang terms disappear from our radar or, you know, kind of only resonate among a very select group for a very select number of months or weeks before just disappearing? They just don't, they just don't take flight. That's what we say. They just don't take flight because there, there's no meaning to certain, certain society. Those words do not make meaning in different communities. If the word can make meaning across the, 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 the societies all over the world, by similar youth, for example, like th that age group, they can take flight. If you do not have the need for that word anymore, it disappears. So, so a lot of words in, in, in the history have disappeared because they're no longer used. Words to do with horse horse carriages, perhaps, in the British and the, in the old English have disappeared. If you look at old English, a lot of them are disappeared. One is also to do with efficiency. Um, some words were long. Some words, words were spelt a very uh, in a very difficult and complicated manner, and another is it's just does not make meaning anymore in that particular society. In the academe, we don't use OHP projector anymore. That has disappeared. In fact, blackboard. Not many of our children know blackboard. What is blackboard? They don't know because we do not use that anymore. So similarly, it's the same thing with modem and all that. Some of them are youth. They don't know these words. They don't know typewriter. Some of them have not seen the typewriter. So those words disappear because they're not used anymore. They're not in the culture anymore, not in society anymore. So it's not uh, something um, foreign to us where we, we have languages disappearing because the communities do not use the language anymore. That's also quite common. It's been happening uh, over the centuries. So we do hear, right, older generations saying they're not able to keep up with new slang words. Can the proliferation of language in this way make it harder for different generations or different age groups to communicate with one another? Yeah, I think uh, that's definitely something that we have to address as well. It's not just the language. Sometimes they use, you know, um, uh, acronyms or abbreviations or 
uh, they use like JK JK to refer to just kidding, just kidding. It's it's not just the spoken English; it's also the written English or the written language, which is making it difficult for the elderly to to be part of our conversation. So, having said that, it's 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 something that we, we do want uh, our our youth and children to be creative, to create languages, to play with languages. But we also have to be mindful of the elderly when we are around them, because we are. If the society has the elderly and the extended family within our society, we do need to address that. We do need to mind be mindful that they may not be uh, able to to quickly get into our conversation. So be mindful of what what's what they can and what they cannot and lol in fact is like like soon replaced with age ball now i just burst out laughing how do we how do we not just the elderly how do we keep up with this now lol is no longer lol it's age ball like how do you so i'm just saying it's going to be evolving quickly but what we can do is just just a lot encourage kids to just play with language because it's about beautiful but be mindful of the elderly that's what my take is actually well, I mean, can I just say something as somebody maybe representing the elderly here? Um, <laughs> is that um, maybe the whole point that young people have, I mean, the, the point behind this is, in fact, to exclude the elderly, to exclude people uh, who, and they don't want us to keep up, really. They, to create in-groups. Yeah, it's, it's their tribe, right? So their tribe, have they have their own language. And, um, and maybe old people shouldn't be too terrified about this. Some, some are not terrified. Some are in this, like more than like us. There are some, I mean, <laughs> some are, but some cannot keep up as fast. So we just need to be mindful that they cannot keep up. But, but looking at, in fact, we need to understand that we have, uh, like, what's the biggest population group right now in, in Malaysia or in the world? So that kind of, that kind of, that, that range here, that age group would be the ones dominating the language use as well. So, we have to understand that this is happening. What is the, the age group? Um, who's gonna is gonna be affected? Who's not gonna be affected? So how do we address this? Is is to 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 keep up. And also another thing that 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 has never happened is I think the algorithm, the feed, the feed that you get. Even the elderly are on 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 uh, YouTube and TikTok as well. Like looking at looking through news, looking through whatever that they like. So. The algorithm, the feed gives you what you like. So it's good if you can also communicate with those who are in the same interest and with the same interest. So that's something that we've not spoken about at all. Like that has not been, I think, studied enough. You know, how language is actually fed um, through these these um, particularities, you know, the, the technology, the tools. And you are fed with what you actually like and you're fed and you're given and you're offered the ones that you really like. So that's how also you can uh, connect with the community. So you don't just have to um, speak or communicate with those within, I mean, you know, address just those uh, within your family. But you can also address those or uh, converse with those outside of your group, your, your, your nuclear group, meaning you can see or speak to the elderly from the community of the same interest as you. That's not an issue as well. So, so we have to think about that as well online. We have just about 30 seconds left with you. I'm wondering if you've noticed um, a little more patience between the generations with each other, because I think for a very long time, it's like, ah, I can't understand these young people, etc. Um, you know, but with the internet, there is also a mashing up of generations that can happen. Have we noticed any sort of, you know, more patience, more grace with each other? 
um, I think because they're connected, they 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 can communicate easier with each other right now. It's faster. They're not um, like previously. A lot of them are isolated. Now they're not. So so I think personally, I think that they're connected. Being connected is is extremely important right now, and to be updated regularly on a basis where you just like if you're if you are like like friends with someone from another group, like you are um, following someone, so you just get news regularly and so being connected is very very important at this point and i think that also um affects how they use language how they they build their relationship with with the the the, the generational gap is i think reduced because there's less isolation once you're connected that's beautiful i think that's a lovely note to end on dr adlina thank you for speaking with us today Thank you. That was Dr. Adlina Asmawi, Associate Professor from the Department of Language and Literacy Education at UM. Do weigh in. Are you up to date with modern slang? What are some slang words from your time? You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us and keep it here on Inside Story, BFM 89.9. Baba from Malacca. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 6.40. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila, Lynn and Sharad. And we're talking about words, slang, because the word riz has now been included in the Oxford Dictionary. So we've been asking you, are you up to date with modern slang? What are some slang words from your time? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. We do have a voice note that's come in on this. Uh, this is from Bing. Yeah, things like why you are so duh, why so blur. Uh, I think you have you ever heard of this slang that they use those days to, that you are gone crazy? Some it sounds like tito tito ting ting. The other one is if you have nothing else to say already, you 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 say no spiak. Then the modern era. You have slay for something that's very good. Uh, outsold, which is beyond this world. Then I think they use the emoticons of a skull to say that it's very good. Right. So the current ones, I'm not too sure. But yeah, these are the ones that I know so far. Bing, thank you for that. You you reminded me of how I once said, um, sorry, I'm just feeling very blurred to a friend that wasn't from Malaysia. And they asked me if I felt like I wasn't being seen clearly. <laughs> I never was, I, I was not of the era of bliss, uh Bless Sotong. Sotong. Uh, Sotong was was not me. I think it was a little bit before me, but I always appreciated it because um, it like, it really captures the essence of a blur person. <laughs> you know, it's like when you're so blur, you're blur sotong, it really comes together. Or blur like sotong, right? No, no I've never heard blur anyone sotong? say, yeah, I've never heard uh, anyone say blur like sotong. It's blur sotong. Blur, um, but hmm. I also really like why so duh. Um, yeah. That one takes me back. Um, I, I didn't use it a lot, but I think this is one of those examples of things traveling through the generations. And as long as people continue to use it, you still know what it means, even if it's not part of your own everyday lexicon. So is why it, so duh? But I've also heard that one's a real duh, like used as an as an uh, as a noun and not an adjective. Huh. 
Hmm. No. I. What about duh? Like in the Simpsons. Oh, like duh, like American. Yeah, American mm. duh, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go There's way as well. Go back into the <laughs> 70s, uh, and there was a word. Uh, we used to we used to say burr, and it was from member. So you wow. like to, Okay, come on, burr. Like you know, come on, guy. Come on, man. You know that kind of thing. It was um, a term of affection, actually. Like bro. Like bro. Yeah. I've never heard this, and I was so fascinated when you brought this up earlier before the show. Yeah. So it's member, but it kind of said in a way that you might do if you were speaking Malay. So member, as opposed to member of the club. You know what I mean. <laughs> No, I, I actually really, I do like burr. I want to bring it back. I know. I, feel I, like I wish that you'd be been revived. saying it this whole time. Like burr? Yeah, yeah burr. Come on, burr. Hey, Let's... burr, why late today? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> we have, okay, Baldev saying, talking rot, uh, expired, meaning dead. I don't, I think, yeah, I guess this is slang. Um, talking rot, I think, is just a general good old fashioned insult. <laughs> talking rot, yeah. If it's necessarily a, a slang per se. Hmm. I know. So I think America in was not like really influential in the seventies. Uh, I was getting influential in the seventies, but we still have a lot of British terms in the seventies, which I think it's completely gone now. I mean, I don't think anybody really is deeply influenced unless they they went to England to study whatever it is. Uh, influenced by British popular culture in terms of the language we use. I think that America really dominates our, at least in terms of English, our, the way we speak. Yes, but actually what I love about being Malaysian is how so much of our slang is so utterly homegrown. Um, and even, even say Malaysians and Singaporeans, you can identify when someone is not Malaysian because they use slang, either completely different slang words or they use it differently. Or it's just not part of their culture, for example, lepak, which I cannot <laughs> imagine a Singaporean saying with a straight face. You yes. know, it's like, hey, let's lepak. Um, it's, it's, that seems like a kind of thoroughly Malaysian um, invention. And it's also very deeply entrenched in, in our culture. So it makes sense that it's there. There are some really nice ones that have come through. Um, okay, so Yahya says, decode this, um, and then sends... I-Y-K-Y-K and Y-T-J-T, which um, is really just translations of the same phrase, right? So, if you know, you know, and yang tau je tau. I was so proud that I knew what Y-T-J-T was. I felt so in. Okay, I'm going to feel completely out for the rest of the hour. I mean, I didn't even know what J-K-J-K was. Sharad, you, you brought Burr back. I did. So I think you won the right. cool points. <laughs> did I? <laughs> And in fact, cool was definitely from the 70s, you know, and if anybody grew up, uh, not Joni and Chachi, what was the Happy Days? If you watch yeah. Happy Days, uh, that was the show where, you know, the Fonz came on and said, cool. And I think that was, um, yeah, not that I used it very much because I, I don't know if there's, for you, sometimes there's a ring of inauthenticity when you use a word that's current, but then it's really not from your generation. So this one, I don't know. Um, uh, and if anyone else does, please uh, tell me. So Hairi says, When I was little, back in Penang, I often used the word jua. Jua was used to describe someone I who I think was... it's jua. Jua, okay. So it's, it's, I think, is it Chinese I think. origin? Okay. I will try. Jua, um, which is used to describe someone uh, who's very cocky, as if they're a champ. Uh, you haven't win yet. Don't jua so much. Maybe it originated from the word juara. I don't know. As Penangite short form everything. So I assume that's the case. Uh, I... 
Okay, I've heard this said, um, which is why I know the intonation, but I'm not actually sure where it comes from. I also think that actually Penang, I love the example of Penang because um, that speaks to the, the question of dialect and how actually when we loan words, right, it, we, we often speak about loaning words from languages, but there's something to be said about loaning words from specific dialects and how if you come from certain parts of the country, those dialects are going to be deeply specific to where you come from, like Penang. Yes. Um, and also, I think sometimes, um, actually exactly like Hairi, um, you even lose a sense of where that word might have originated from. Was it originally from uh, Hokkien or was it from Cantonese? Was it from Malay? Um, and it just kind of floats into regular usage. Yeah, there's a word that I notice among some of my neighbours who are from Bangladesh, which is definitely a Malay word, but used in a very specific way, kosong. And when they say kosong, they, and it's a reference to somebody, it means they don't have papers, they're undocumented. So Kosong, uh, mm. I don't know why they adopted, because uh, Bangla as a language is very rich, but why they adopted Malay, this particular Malay word to describe a legal status. Keep your thoughts coming. Are you up to date with modern slang? What are some slang words from your time? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Buggy Free Minum, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, it is 6.51. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila, Lynn and Sharad. And we're talking about slang and asking you, are you up to date with modern slang? What are some slang words from your time? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. I've been waiting a while for this one to come in, so I'm going to start with that. Both Fish and Azamin bring up... Have these come up? Poyo. <coughs> Poyo is a fantastic um, all-timer. I, I'd say it's one for the ages. I, I think that the word <laughs> is, is perennially useful. Uh, it captures a certain spirit, shall we say, that's hard to translate. We've been trying to uh, explain what poyo is to Sharat during the song and I think... I mean, I thought I knew what it meant. But, you're but close, it, you're I'm close. close, right? So I've kind of got the... The, the essence the, of show off yeah, the, That's right. I'm sort of adjacent and it's interesting because the conversation is... Uh, because I hear it all the time and I've always heard it in the context of somebody, um, you know, mocking somebody else for yes. trying too hard yeah, or being yeah. a so little... So try hard is, is a good one, Is that I trying think. hard? Yeah. Is that what it is? So it's not show off but it's somebody who's like a try-hard show offer. Uh, but but Sherrod also used the word gauche earlier, and yeah. I think gauche is actually an important element of a, of a certain poyoness, you know. Uh, well, but who it says is gauche anymore? Well, well. Wow. Um, but okay. but I think that it is uh, a great. <laughs> it's a great word, though. See, useful in all you know in all times. Mm-hmm. OSK says the fact that you all don't know Riz, OSK, please, huh? I did know it. I, I would like to I just know say it that now. of the three I of us, I did know res? it. Have we, we decided on the pronunciation as well? According to Dr. Adelina, it's res. Res, res that you say okay. sort of, yeah. Um, but OSK says, the fact that you all don't know res and unalive are obvious generational gaps. These are created by the TikTok generation. If you refuse to engage with their generation and don't respect their swagger, then too bad, uncle and auntie. I'm mid-30s um, for what it's worth. And OSK... I will say the tone is interesting <laughs> so, um, because earlier on we were talking about actually, well, firstly, 
we already talked about swag <laughs> as the word. Um, but also, I, I actually think that, I hope that it's quite clear that we think the words are interesting. That, that the fact that these words are new and being used and that you might not have heard it, that whole process is interesting. And it doesn't always come from a lack of engagement. Sometimes it comes from pure speed. Actually, yeah, the, it's just that the words show up very, very quickly. And sometimes it's an honest acknowledgement that I probably could never pull off saying Riz King, but I really respect those who can. You you can't even say it like a normal person. I can try. It sounds like I'm Rez, saying a word. Rez. No, I, I'm not going to. But okay, you also had to recognize that both Shamila and Lynn are in their 30s. Uh, it's only me that's not. And I'm 40, I, Sharad, by oh, the way. Are you? Oh, yes. my goodness. You, you don't look a day over 32. It's my riz. Okay, it's your riz. Yes, right. It's shining through. But uh, actually, when I brought up the question of sort of the language and maybe young people developing a, a language of their own tribe, I didn't mean that in a either derogatory or dispa- uh, disparaging way. In fact, I, I do recognize that my generation, we all kind of create our own language of our own tribe and we all code switch. So we can you know, choose to speak in different ways to different people, recognizing that they might not um, immediately understand the words we use. Um, Ray says, Sliving, uh, which was created by Paris Hilton. And I had to look this up because it's a, it's a combination of slay and living. Mm-hmm. So um, I would just add on to this point. Um, Stop trying to make fetch happen. I think there are some... Stop trying to make fetch happen? <laughs> so this, Sherrod, is a phrase that originated from Mean, mean Girls, Girls. Um, in which one character was perpetually, for some reason, um, in an attempt to kind of create personality, trying to make the word fetch happen. That's so fetch. Oh, that's a fetch skirt. Um and so it's since become the phrase, stop trying to make fetch happen, um, is something people say to each other when they're trying to say, it's just never going to happen. This trend that you're attempting to start, it's not happening. So that's how I feel about Slivin. Slivin, mm. because I, I don't know that it has the the ring to it that classic slang should have. Slivin, though, does remind me of smizing, which Tyra Banks popularized, and I think has much um, much bigger cultural foot- footprint than Slivin. Smile with your eyes. Smizing? Smizing. Sherrod. I used to watch the Tyra model. Banks uh, modeling yes, show. She taught a bunch of people to smize. How did she? Mm. Mm. Oh my God, I'm so excited because Hadrian says, I just learned this. Um, TIL, today I learned, be the Lulu because the Salulu is Trululu, <laughs> <laughs> which is my favorite. I've always loved, I've never successfully worked in the Lulu and Salulu. I think I've written them, but I've not said them Salulu out loud. Salulu solution? Uh, solution. So be, delu- be delusional because the solution is true. Um, All right. So be the Lulu because the Salulu is Trululu. <laughs> But that delulu doesn't mean delusional in this context, does it? What it, does it mean? It means uh, what being like delirious with joy. No, 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 not uh, delirious. I, I it's feel delusional. like um, okay. Uh, we'll we'll discuss this during the seven pm news, which is coming up shortly. But um, the the word there is delusion. So, so many local ones are coming in. I think I'm going to pick uh, one from Ro because this is a personal favourite. Ro says, one of my old favourites was Exi, as in showing off. Ele, Exi la tu. Um, and I was just want to say, because I used to say Exi a lot. We also used to say Exi Bora, which is like an extra version of Exi. In that Singapore, person real Exi Bora. Like right. That. In Singapore, it'd be like, you saw action, uh, which is obviously said by somebody who doesn't speak English and doesn't mean action you know, it means it's action. Like, it means XC, huh? Yeah. Action. Yeah. XC is fantastic. I, I think it's also, I don't know if people still say it. 
No, it's I find it's very generational because I yeah. used Exiborat with a cousin who's quite a bit younger a while ago and they just stared at me blankly. And then I felt like I was the a very uncool Poyo one. <laughs> Poyo auntie. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Um, let's see. I think we have time for one more. Well, well let's do some classics. Mm. Uh, Visnu and Shah are both bringing up Mangkuk Ayon. Mangkuk Ayon is great. Floating bowl. <laughs> An insult for the ages. Do you know Manko, Brian? I do know Manko. I know the the use of you know, but I I just never you know to, to be honest, I've never been able to use it. I never mm. deployed it. It's not part of my arsenal of insults to use. I say it quite often with the friends I went to school with. Like we always say things like you don't be such a Manko. Um, but I think it it really only works with like the group that you're used to saying those things to. I don't think I could kind of trot it out whenever I wanted. No, well, not me. It's just not part of the, um, the lexicon, as it were. My personal lexicon. Whitey says gostan, which I don't know whether counts as slang. Surely oh, it does. It's, it's a naval term. Go astern. Yeah. Right? Uh, gostan forward or something. Anyway, keep your thoughts coming. We are asking you, are you up to date with modern slang? What are some slang words from your time? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp. Voice note calls would be great, actually, because we can hear you say them. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, we are getting plenty of messages still. We'll get back to them after this. So keep it here, BFM 89.9. Behold Freedom, Malaysia, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 7.08. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila, Lynn and Sharad. And just a quick recap, we are talking about slang today because the word riz has made its way into the Oxford Dictionary, officially recognised as a word. Um, and so we are asking you whether you're up to date with modern slang. What are some slang words from your time? Your favourites. The ones you use or used to use. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018. Eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. A classic uh, from Anon who says, "Chop for time out." Probably used more often among children, but pretty effective in my day. Oh, I still use chop sometimes, um, both as the time out, but also obviously like chop a seat, chop a place, a table, and so on. And that's what's wonderful. It is. It's written. Chop. So if you don't actually know the cultural, I mean, it's spelled C H O P. Actually, no. That there's so there's so much controversy uh, over how to spell yes, it. I was yeah. about to say that I think we should discuss spelling, and then you went with the worst spelling. I know. Um, the one well, everyone I'm actually hates. just uh, repeating what Anon did. Anon, Wait. So you said chop without the e at the end because that's my least favorite. I I, I don't oh, like chop with the e. C H O P E. Chop. I mm. I do not like that spelling. I, I always spell it C H U P. Yes, me too. Chop. That's my chop. But the C-H-O-P-E apparently is Singaporean. Yes, which is maybe where my, <laughs> my, my dislike your, of it comes from. Antipathy towards Chope. No, I must say that, when, doesn't your mind have to do a little flip? That when you are reading and you recognise something is in Malay or in a different language, you actually read the English differently. You stop reading as if it was an English word and you don't read chop. You read chop just because you know it's not chop but it's another word right mm, it's it's code switching but actually you do it increasingly with social media even more so because you're reading people write in like a mix of languages all in one post right uh we do have a voice note that has come in from ong but uh he 
they preface their message with um, with a WhatsApp. So Ong says, maybe like the Singapore slang Sia, for example, cannot Sia, what Sia, where you Sia. I cannot say this. I This is one of those words I can never pull off. Um, My eyes got real big, sorry. <laughs> Lin was like, what are you doing? Stop butchering it. Ong's going to say it. Ong's going to say it. Here's the voice note. For example, like, where are you, Sharmila? We, we may call it, where are you, Sia? I shall never again say that word. It's, you can't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I used it badly there. But uh, yeah, I think the this one is Hokkien again. I, I feel like Hokkien has contributed a lot overall to Malaysian slang. Yeah, and he's talking specifically about Singapore too, right? In, uh, in that. So I, what I remember of Singapore is that there's a way in which people who are not native English speakers do beautiful things with the English language. I mean, some people might call it butchering, but the other thing is just being inventive. Like one of my favorite Singaporean slang expressions is, wake up your ideas. I mean, you know, really, it's wake up your ideas. And it's meant as a reprimand that you might get from somebody older saying, you know, um, you know, be an adult, grow up, whatever, but wake up your ideas. Can I, can I just check that is it possible that somewhere in Singapore, an English teacher is saying that to a classroom? Wake up your ideas. Is that possible? I don't think so. I think we're more like national service. Your, <laughs> right. your commander, you know, it's like this working class guy, you know, only spoke in Hokkien or Cantonese or whatever, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, he might have said to you, and you might come from a really posh background, but he will tell you, wake up your ideas. I love that. Um, I want to close the loop on something because Azamin says, I believe you guys do not know Chapa. Uh, yes, it sounds risky to say on air. Azamin, you read our minds. Sorry, <laughs> we, we read it and then we were debating it and we weren't sure. Um, and Azamin goes on to say, not sure if it belongs to certain localities or boarding schools, but it means chari publicity. Um, so an attention seeker. So it's the combination of cha from chari and pub from publicity. I love that. Today's the first time I've heard it. Chop up sounds great. I'm going to use it more often. I've heard these, you know, kind of like uh, combination words uh, in Malay. Some people quite inventive. There was one guy I remember reading, and it was called Palsu Pot, and it's actually a, f- a fake passport. So Palsu <laughs> Pot. So Palsu Pot. Malaysianisms coming through. Um, Let's see. We Okay, Andrew says, we like to say fuyo. Uh, nowadays, kids also use the word vibes. We say feel. Um, ben says chewa. Fuyo and chewa are really good. Um, I think there are a lot of these. So none of these actually mean anything, right? But they are sort of exclamations of, of sorts. And uh, I mean, it's like ayo or ayo or whatever, which don't actually mean anything. But most people know what they mean. Oh, alama is a favourite of mine. This is such a huge struggle, I feel, for non-Malaysians mm. um, to actually try and figure out exactly when it is that you use why is an ayoyo appropriate in this but not fuyo why are these things different and and it's very hard to describe even the placement of the la actually one of my pet peeves that really annoy me when I watch um, movies that pretend that they were made in Malaysia and have people speaking and then they just throw a la in randomly a gratuitous la you can always tell when it's not correct a Malaysian can tell it's always going to be what la you want yes <laughs> I heard like, someone oh say goodnight la once in an Indian film and <laughs> yeah. I'm like nobody says it that way Okay, but but these things are almost like perennials, right? I mean, these are things that we'll never lose. I mean, in the words of... I would be very sad if we did. I, so I don't think we can, right? Because they, they're really not just part of the way we speak. But but there are these other words that come and go. And, you know, the, the fashionable words, the, the words that are akin to uh, res. 
I can insist on calling it we using the word res. We don't know that res isn't going to stand the test of time. You know, this this is the curious thing because mm. um, right now it's it's relative. It's you know. Oxford's declaring it word of the year and so on. So it does feel like a peculiarly 2023 creation. But we don't know whether in 2043 we're still going to be saying, man, he had res on his wedding day. (laughs) Or or however it is. Do I take a bet? I I think it's not going to last. You don't? I, mm. I also don't. I think situationship though has legs. I think situationship actually You're fulfills. You're both the Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think situationship, which I hadn't heard until today, uh, will last either. Okay. We do need to take a quick break, but we will continue the conversation after this. Uh, do weigh in. Are you up to date with modern slang? What are some slang words from your time? You can call us. You can send us a voice note. You can WhatsApp us. You can tweet us and keep it here. BFM 89.9. Buggy free minimum. BFM 89.9. The Business Station. It is 7.16. You're listening to Inside Story with Sharmila, Lynn and Sharad. We are asking you, are you up to date with modern slang? What are some slang words from your time? You can call 7733 send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Actually, can I also just ask, um, as an additional request, if you can send a word, uh, or rather slang, that you used when you were young, but that now has died out. I would really <laughs> love to hear that because we're, like we're talking... Well, we don't know about that. Because we're talking about longevity, right? Where we're questioning whether res is going to to have that kind of staying power like cool. Cool is one of those words that has ultimate staying power to the point that it's now almost universally understood for the slang meaning, actually, more so than... Our producer earlier was like... Cool slang? Isn't it just what it means? Isn't it just Isn't cool? it just a word? Yeah. yeah, so I think cool is actually such a good example of how a word can have, a, a, a slang term can have serious, serious staying power. But some things also die out. And so um, if there was something that you grew up saying a lot, but that now you've literally heard no one else say, I'd love to know what that is too. We have more local um, isms coming in. So Madhav says, I don't know how to spell this, prefacing, going, terror. To say that a person is an expert in something. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, actually, what's a terror? Terror. I don't know whether the youngins these days are actually saying it anymore. So that someone's so terror. Someone's so terror. Uh, well, yeah. I I would like to believe it because it's good. Um, I also think, Madhav, that the correct spelling, if I may, is um. Terror with an E. With an E, right? Yeah, so, so two E's. E-R-R-E-R mm. is what I would have thought too. But but they can't be in a spelling because it's not official, right? In some ways, the spe- so the spelling is going to get us every time because people will read the, the you know... It's oral culture. Yeah, yeah it's so kind it, of like one of those things, right? And but you can't now, really but fault now with the internet, actually, it. a lot of them have been locked in um, and people know that terror is spelled T-E-R-R-E-R. Mm. Like terraforma. Okay, like, sure. Um, Donna says, Prasan, I, Prasan is a word I can't explain in English. Prasan is up there with, I think um, we heard earlier, Poyo, uh, we discussed, did we discuss Gurdik yet? We haven't discussed okay. Gurdik. Um, but I think that, well, they are actually a family of insults. <laughs> I will say that um, Prasan, Poyo and Gurdik kind of share certain DNA. But they also are difficult to translate. I agree. Um, because you can, there's no one single phrase that really works works to capture any of those. Um, Fadzli says, Malaysian basketball slang, kai, which means lucky shot, usually said in disgust. (laughs) I have never heard that one. 
No, neither have I. And I, I don't watch uh, basketball. I must say that, I just want to come back to Gadet, because I know, know Gadet from its Indonesian context. And I wonder if it travelled over. Because there was an expression, ABG, uh, in Indonesia, which meant uh, anak baru Gadet. And then, you know, and, and but that I don't think is anything like what Gede is used here. No, no, I think it's very different. Um, um, but there are, you know, Prasan, Gede, they're all good examples of words that actually are very difficult to explain exactly what the meaning is. But if you know it, you totally know yeah, it. Yeah, but has it, tr- it, has it crossed boundaries? Has it become part of the way an English speaker, would, would they adopt the word Prasan? I say Prasan a lot. Oh, do you? Yeah, but then... I guess I am an English speaker. Um, Sidek says, a classic is Amboy. Um, Andrew says, Fulama, another one. Uh, Michael, Aboden. <laughs> which, again, Aboden. this is a, a family of uh, words, I think. Pam says, I love the slang, pattern like badminton. <laughs> which is, I've never, I've I've never, heard, never that. heard that. Um, Pam, what does that mean? Is it schema? Is maybe. it the same as calling someone schema? Oh, because maybe. pattern and schema, I, mm. I think, would have similarities. Um, Pam goes on to say, but I used this when I was in high school, blur like sotong, or one created by my classmates thanks to my love for anime, tapia. <laughs> which means okay, slam so wall. Pam, so Pam brings up the blur like sotong, which I said earlier, right? Blur like sotong. Ah, actually, that's true. And yeah. I've actually never heard anyone say blur like sotong. I've always just heard blur sotong. Hmm. I, I don't know if it's a Singaporean thing. Ooh. Um, mm. Maybe. Speaking of Singaporeans, L says, we used to say walau and then Singapore, <laughs> Singaporeans used to say wapiang, which I can't take it. <laughs> I've never heard that. Um, Arvin bringing up the ever popular matcha, which uh, at this point, is it even slang anymore? Is it just what you call your friend? Who knows? Oh, I, <laughs> don't we have a station liner with matcha in it? We do. We do. Yes. But but I think matcha is slang. It is. Yeah. Yes. Matcha is still it's definitely still slang. Um, Suyang says, 30-year-old with no social media except Twitter, but I get Riz. Uh, constantly need to ask the young people the meaning of their words. Um, another Malaysian one, gentle. Like, you serious? Gentle lah, bro. I don't understand. Oh. Or I got this round at the bar, gentle. Has anyone used that? I have never heard that used in that context before. Mm. Oh, I like this one from Na- uh, Nash who says, babe, as in babe, as in jangan risau lah, babe. Common among rockers and rock fans back in the 80s and 90s. I yeah. enjoy getting called Bip. <laughs> but I think the the vowel is elongated a bit in that one, isn't it? Despite the spelling. Oh, Sharad, you took the cool right out of it. Did I? You did. I'm still not res. <laughs> Wait, let's no, see. No, incorrect usage. We have, um, ooh, Dr. Rahim saying gamers use a lot of slang. Um, things like noobs, GG, Smurfs, AFK, GGWP. I know about one word in the list, that list. I, I know all of them except for Smurfs. I'm not sure what, what a Smurf means, but um, good game away ah, from keyboard, right, right. good game well played. Actually, GG, GGWP I know because we have a literal show. Yes, that. yes. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, we also have Rajesh who says, just had a crash lesson on a bunch of these Gen Z slang over the weekend. Uh, Trululu, Delulu, Rez, Slay, Cancel, Cap, No Cap. Uh, one from my time that immediately pops up is Karat. Karat is great. I love Karat. Um, Karat is old though, isn't it? Yes, yes. It's not really new. So from from their time, Rajesh Mm. says. So I presume it's been around for a while. Karat actually just reminds me of exactly words like that, which um, from a very specific generation, it's meant to evoke a very specific mental image. Yeah, like the Pasakarat. Like uh, like somebody who's kind of like... Someone who's kind of like rough, 
but also kind of cool. Is it? Yeah. It, it completely negative associations in my mind. No. Ah. No. Um, Rajesh actually had a uh, translation, which we can't read on air because it, it, it starts with bad. And then ends with a letter S. Yes, yeah. Um, and you, in essence, said it. So I think <laughs> I think that works. Uh, we've also got some voice notes. Uh, this is Itam. Aspal, asli tapi palsu, probably from Sabah. At least that where I heard it for the first time. I love that. I want to use it. Asli tapi palsu, aspal, aspal tapi guna palsu pot. <laughs> would be the way to do it. That would be. That's how I would use it in a sentence. We also have Ghana. Uh, my name is Ghana here. A term from my boarding school days. Uh, scandal, second handle. That means after you. Okay, I'm waiting in queue after you. Something like that. Huh? This is delightful. I've never heard it. Did um, but did you guys also scandal in my day meant something different? What did it mean? Um, well, well, scandal just meant. You know, if you're somebody's scandal, it meant that you were somebody's ah, um, par- well, partner, lover, second in line. The second, <laughs> second dibs. It's, it's oh. the other way of oh. looking at it. No, but th- did you guys not use that term? That that was a huge thing for us no, um, no. This in school time. and in college. I've only heard it this, like an, um, uh, like an invitation, mouse scandal, which I think is an invitation to um, for a tryst. I feel like so that's so we we are on similar wavelengths then with that word, but that boarding school use is the first I've heard. I yeah, the boarding school is the first, and it actually sounds really cute. Fish says, lately I've heard kids and teenagers use the word cringe. Don't really know what it means though. Oh, fish, actually, cringe I think has been around for a while, Um, but perhaps. At least, as far as I know, just saying cringe wasn't as common until recently. Yes, um, and and to help you, I think it, it just describes the thing that you would be cringing about. In yes. other words, that something is embarrassing. Um, we've also got another voice note that came in from Shazni. Hello, folks. Well, uh, back in my day, uh, I used to use uh, charpa. Yes, charpa was uh, quite common in my in my school years, uh, 2002 till 2006. Uh, I think because it's because I'm from boarding school code, so that's why I I know the word of charpak, cari publicity. And I'm not sure whether you guys know about gempak, the the local comic, gempak stars, uh, Utopia. They use the word chamdoh or chambes, meaning macam bodoh or macam bes. Yeah, I think that's the one of the few words that from my generation lah. Thank you. Those are some great ones. I I want to. I will use. I'm going to use all of them. Um, but also, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but also, gempa. I think people still use that. Gempa is, is still. There you know, are TV shows called gempa something and, and whatever. like pista gempa and yeah. stuff. So I think definitely it's still uh, it's still in use. Arvin is back to say cantik macam bunga, and I wanted to say that because I still, when I get a good parking spot, I usually turn in and in my head tell myself cantik macam bunga. Uh, not me, because uh, I don't <laughs> drive. But uh, yeah, um, steady la. I think it's uh, that's from V, and I, I think that's definitely steady. I think was a word adopted into the Malay language very early on to mean a whole host of things. Uh, I think we should help uh, with some definitions for the words that we've read. Dr. Rahim says Smurf means a good player pretending to be a noob, <laughs> which is 
just oh. great. Why am I lining the Smurfs though? I don't I, understand. I don't know. Um, Anon says, pattern like badminton means overdoing or pretentious or a drama queen. Oh, almost the opposite of schema. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. yeah. Interesting. Oh, like pattern, like doing lots of pattern on the court perhaps. I don't know. I'm trying to make sense of it. I like it though. Maybe it's just the sound of it. Pattern like badminton sounds mm-hmm. kind of like over the top. Let's see. Oh, actually, Ed is also saying the same thing. Pattern macam badminton um, is similar to be a person being mengada. Mengada is a, actually another one that is almost slangish. Um, May is bringing up shockalingam, which, which I can't believe we took this long to get to. Uh, lovey dovey, terrier merrier, shockalingam, and chillax uh, are all com- <laughs> contributions from May. I love this one from Zarif because um, I I not heard it or used it, but I plan to. Zarif says, I notice teenagers nowadays use awam as in public when they appoint something common or trendy. For example, the Adidas samba is so public, so awam that I see many people wearing it. Oh, this is great. Mm. I feel like this I want to adopt and sound like I knew all along what it meant. We have, let's see, oh, Asha saying, Sempoi is a word I learned recently and only found out what it meant, uh, which is cool. I like using it now. Not sure if it's slang though, it is. This, I know it can't be mentioned online, but I was going to say it anyway. And then mentions a much maligned animal. It can mean so (laughs) many things and used in many contexts. You're right, it is very versatile, often used as a curse word. Uh, Liana says, have you heard of this? For the plot. I love the positivity of this. It's this eras, just do it. Uh, Also old slang, bojo, uh, pacharuma, not good looking. Oh, I've not heard... (laughs) Oh, I've not heard Pacharuma. Me neither. Bojo is still used, I yes. think. People use that all the time. But for the plot is so cool. Yes. I'm going to say that from now on. Do it for the plot. <laughs> there are many new uh, expressions you're adopting, Lynn. I mean, I, I that's how you keep up to date. date. That's how I you get real. I just, I don't know what my resistance is. I mean, I love learning about new expressions. I must say, this is very uh, educational. Uh, but just to become, to, to say it with authenticity. But you're quite proper in, in, in your daily speak as well. That might be it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like you just don't like throwing in random words that might I blame mean... my mother as an English teacher. Uh, I can see the can see the <laughs> roots. Keep your thoughts coming. Are you up to date with modern slang? What are some slang words from your time? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the VFM app.